Not heard the latest about pooping prime ministers? What podcast have you been listening to? Because it definitely isn't the Totally Buzz podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and totallybuzz.co.uk. So what are you waiting for? Tune in now to hear all the latest news from around the web on the Totally Buzzed podcast, the only place to be totes buzzed. Football beef! Disclaimer, the following is an opinion-based podcast. And welcome to another World Cup special edition of Football Beef. A mini beef, if you will, where the team have built XIs under different rules to in order to create the best team possible. This week, we are doing the best XI made up of only players at the World Cup who are 23 and under. So they're just little babies. And as your host, Laura, I have to lead by example. And that means I need to name my team and see if it's possible to make a better team than everyone else. So I've gone for a nice 4 5 one, but I'll start with who I've gone for in goal. Gone for Costa, Portuguese goalkeeper. Obviously, it's slim pickings around the 23 goalkeepers. It's the older goalkeepers that are in the squad gets the more experience. There are a few young ones about, but he's the only one I've actually seen a little bit of, so I'm going to have to go with him. Then, at from left to right, I've gone Gavidal of Croatia. He is someone who's one to watch. Good going forward, good defensively. Then in my heart of my defence, I feel I couldn't go better than da, 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 Saliba because I still think it's insane that he's only 21. He's been in great form for Arsenal. He's really, you know, getting stronger and stronger and still improving. So I think France are lucky to have him. And then next to him is Timber, who probably won't get much game time at this World Cup, but he's so versatile. And I feel like I owe it to him to name him in my under-23 squad because I did have him on a football manager save not that long ago and I ruined all his potential to the point where he seemed to end up at Leighton Orient or somewhere like that, if I remember rightly. Not the Leighton Orient are a bad team, just I feel like people are tipping him and he has the potential to be more in the top of the Premier League than he does in the lower echelons of English football. But hey-ho. And completing my defence is American. I do like having an American player in my exercise when I'm building them, apparently. And that is Dest. There's clearly potential there and hopefully he gets to fulfil it. Then in midfield, central midfield pairing of Rice and Bellingham because I think England are blessed. Rice is still only 23, which is insane given how much Premier League experience he has now and how many caps are England and that. And then obviously what can you say about Hey Jude? I mean, the guy is a phenomenon and the sky's the limit for him. Really? Then on the wings, I got Vincenzius Jr. of Brazil and Real Madrid fame. I don't think I need to justify that. I mean, he could be the next, one of the next biggest star in world football if he keeps his form going and becomes very consistent. I don't think anyone will have a problem with that. Um, Rafael Leo of Portugal on the other wing. I mean, once again, excellent footballer, lot of promise, doing bits for AC Milan. And yeah, granted, once again, he's on the end of the, the limit by being 23, but you know, I haven't broken any rules by having him, and I think he will be one to watch. And then just in front of my midfield, just playing behind my striker, Phil Foden, I don't think there's many more talented than him. I mean, for ages, you'd, everyone's heard about his potential and there was question marks at one point whether Pep and Man City were the right place for him to fill it or he'd just be another wasted talent. But he's really matured. Come on, he's been managed excellently and now we're, England get to reap some rewards in the form of him. He might not be a starter for England right now, but his spark and that off the bench and he's a classy player and he'll probably continue. Then up front, I have gone 
I'm going to butcher this and how you say it, Mukoko. He completes my under-23s lineup. I have a lot of faith in him. Hopefully he will shine at this World Cup. That's all I have to say on it because it's hard enough to say his name. But that is my under-23 team's round off. Now it's time for Tommy, the Professor of Football Manager Pittman, to put his magic hat on and build a team involving only players at the World Cup that are 23 and under. Tommy, what formation are you playing and who's between the sticks? I mean, it's a, again, it's a, it's a classic 4-3-3. Not, not too much wrong with a good old 4-3-3. Um, there's a massive lack of goalkeepers who are under, who are 23 or under at the World Cup. So I've gone kind of the one that I recognise the name of. Some of his performances, namely against Liverpool, maybe don't warrant him being in this, but find me another goalkeeper in the World Cup who's under 23 and I will change my mind. Uh, I've gone for Diogo Costa of Portugal. I've got, I've, got, I've got a lot more faith in my defenders. It's again a pretty standard back four. My my right back, I could have gone for Dallo. Uh, I almost went for Frimpong, uh, but I've gone for one of Frimpong's uh, Dutch teammates instead. I've put Yuri and Timber at right back. I know he's sort of a bit of a centre back, right back. He goes where you want. Oh, to be he, honest. He, 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 he can do both. He can do both. I'm pulling on my football manager hat here. I know that he's not. Like the tallest, which is partly why I've like gone for him as a right back, wanting a bit of like you know physicality from my centre backs. I feel like I've got that, but I'm I'm excited to see him. I know he's got a really high reputation. I think with a big money move to Man United in the summer, so I think if he gets on the pitch, I think it'll be interesting to see how he does. My left back is somebody who has made a big money move, and that's Nuno Mendes for Portugal. Again, somebody who's been really highly rated for. A while I was on loan at PSG last season. They made it permanent. He's playing regularly for them. I think he's probably the one of the sort of like big future defensive stars in world football. And then I've got a French duo at the back this time. I've got uh, Ibrahim Konate, Liverpool fame, and William Saliba from Arsenal. I yeah. forgot that Konate was so young, and, which and is that, a sort of a credit to him. Exactly speaks volumes for him as a defender. That you didn't even think he was that young. I think they're both great defenders already. <laughs> like I think they've shown last season for Liverpool for Canate, last season for Saliba in, in France, and this season so far for Arsenal. They've both done really well. I think this was like you get like the proper physicality from both of them. Like Canate is a he's a unit, but he's quick. Saliba as well is is big, but he's quick. They're both comfortable on the ball. I think as a duo, obviously, they might not be France's first choice central defensive pairing for a while, maybe ever. But I don't think you could go too far wrong with having two of those two at the back. What about your midfield options? I'm not going to describe it as a controversial choice because it's not, but maybe for where I've put him. So again, I've gone for like a midfield three. You know, they they can move around, they they can they can do what they want. I'm giving them the tactical freedom. I trust them. I've got Jude Bellingham kind of as my as my deepest midfielder. I mean, I feel like a lot's been said and written about Jude Bellingham, so I don't feel like I can really add much to it. Like he's phenomenal. I feel like he can do absolutely anything that you want him to. And he could become any kind of player that he wanted to. If he wanted to be a, like a, a deep lying playmaker, he could be. If he wanted to become sort of like that anchor at the base of the midfield, he could be. He could be uh, an eight pushing forward, a ten. Like he could probably do all of it. But I was like, let, let me put you in there just so I get you in my midfield. And then also midfield, I've got Enzo Fernandez from Argentina, and I've got Xavi Simmons from the Netherlands. Simmons, he was at Barcelona as a youngster, went to PSG, and now he's with, I think it's PSV that he's out now. Again, another one with a really high reputation. So he's only 19, 
I think. I mean, for um, a guy who's only 19 and he's played for PSG, Barcelona. There's, there's, there's been like enough about him for clubs to be like, we want this kid playing for us. I think seeing him get on the pitch is, you know, something that will hopefully happen quite a bit and, you know, would be really exciting to see. Potentially like one of the breakout stars of the tournament if he plays, because there's sort of like some of the midfielders that Netherlands have got might be put ahead of him. But I think that could be exciting. Enzo Fernandez, somebody who's been linked to Liverpool, which is part of why I've put him in here, because I'd quite like to see what he's all about. But again, he's sort of somebody who seems to be very highly rated. He's only come across from Argentina to Benfica this summer, I think. So be interesting to see how he does on like a, a bigger stage. And he's come to Benfica, he'll be in the Champions League, he'll be sort of like on screens there. He's he's in Europe, sort of starting to get to the forefront of people's minds. I think seeing him play in a World Cup be quite exciting. And then who else have you got then? Oh, just you wait. I've got a pacey, tricky front three going for me. Right wing, I've got little little baby boy Bakaya Saka, the yeah, the star boy, the ba- the baby of English football that everybody wants to look after and, and protect. I think he's an incredible talent. I think sticking him out on that right ring is the best place for him to play. I know that at the start of when he was coming through for Arsenal, he's playing for like left back, left wing back. But I think putting him in an attacking position, he could be devastating. Left wing, I've gone for Ansu Fati, Spain. It'll be interesting to see how he gets on because he's had sort of like quite bad injuries over the last like 18 months. So hopefully he'll be able to play a big part for Spain. Because again, I think if Spain go far, I think he will be a large part of that. And like if they do well and if he plays regularly, this could be kind of remembered as like his breakout tournament in the way that kind of the 2018 World Cup shot Mbappe to stardom. Like it, it you know, could be that for him. I have to see how much he gets to the pitch, how much he plays, because I think he's very much been kind of eased back in after his injuries. But I think he can go right to the very top as well if he's lucky with injuries from this point on and given the chance Um, i think and yeah he's been playing for barcelona since he was like first team since he was like 17 so he's got you know a a decent backing behind him so far and hopefully he can translate that onto the pitch rounding out my 11 again somebody else who's been quite hyped up for a little while i've got a yusufa makoko and you say it way better than me (laughs) <laughs> football manager players have had been trying to sign him for like three years now again he's somebody with like a, a massive reputation that is i think now is kind of starting to this season really put performances to back up the height of oh, he's only 18 like and he's only just 18 which is bizarre like the fact that people have been talking about him for like two and a bit years now like it feels like he's older than that yeah and maybe that's why it feels a little bit like oh it's, it's time for him to back up his reputation with some performances but he's 18 and he has made a world cup squad for germany like again like if if he plays for them you know whether that's from the start or comes off the bench and makes an impact like that's like a massive part of what makes the world cup exciting is seeing those kinds of players come through and make that impact i think that's fair i think it does feel like he's been around a lot and that's why it's deceptive with age and that. But you never know, Germany needs someone to score goals and someone to really stand out for them. i say that's probably the weakest area of their squad that we discussed on the preview. Yeah, I think so, so that I kind of fall back. But yeah, they haven't had like a, a number nine who's going to score goals and be like effective for a while, I would say. And like maybe they haven't, they haven't necessarily needed it because of the style of football that they played. 
but I think having somebody like that who can come and sort of like be that forward is kind of what they needed for a little while. And like I think he's sort of quite versatile. Like he can sort of go out wide if he needs to. And yeah, that happens a lot to younger players, really. It's when they're forwards, it's like, okay, you're not going up front yet. You're going out wide. We're getting you used to playing football. But yeah, I think he's definitely one to watch and one that I'm excited to, to hopefully see quite a bit of. Well, that was your team. Can you just sum it up for the people listening at home so to keep track of your under-23 sensational squad? Yeah, I sure can. So in goal, we've got Diego Costa of Portugal. Right back is Yuri and Timber from the Netherlands. Two centre-backs, Ibrahim Akanate and William Saliba from France. Uh, left back is Nuno Mendes. Our midfield three, Jude Bellingham of England, Enzo Fernandez from Argentina, and Xavi Simmons from the Netherlands. And then my front three, Bakayo Saka of England on the right, Ansu Fati of Spain on the left, and Yusuf Makoko getting the goals for me, getting in the box and, and, and poaching those goals. And one day hopefully ended up in your football manager save at your squad. We, 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 we can only dream. Not happened yet, not happened yet, but maybe one day. Anyway, that was Tommy's under-20 free squad. If you think you can build better or think someone other than Tommy on the Football Beef podcast built better one, be sure to tweet us at BuzzFootball. <laughs> Daniel, it's now time for your under-20 free XI. Basically, your ones to watch because these are players that probably are at their first or second or going to be at many more World Cups to come given their age. The question is, you're playing a 4-3-3. Who's the goalkeeper you've gone for? In the sticks, I have gone for the man, Diogo Costa for Portugal. He's already got seven caps. He is absolutely smashing it for Porto. And I've got him being picked over Sarah and Patricio starting the line for Portugal. That's, uh, that's my pick there. That's huge praise. So you'd be starting him in this World Cup is what I'm getting. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Interesting. So in defence, obviously they always say defenders get better with age, but, you know, it's not always the case. So your young back line, who's starting left to right, your left back slash wing back? Left back, I've got a, I've got one here that I think a lot of people will be getting more and more familiar with uh, recently. Josko Kvardiol for Croatia. Um, he's already got 12 caps. He's only 20 years old and he seems to be holding his first team place with Leipzig. The one thing that's really making me kind of watch him this World Cup is that he is in a really tough group with Belgium, Canada, and I want to say Morocco. If he can do something quite special there against the likes of Belgium and Canada, I think he's going to have quite a lot of attention. He's one that I'm really, I've got high hopes for him in the future. Wonderful. And your young pairing in the centre? Well, I have gone for... Matthias Elite for the Netherlands. He is 23 years old. He's had quite a few doubters, but he's got a lot of experience for a young guy, especially at international level. 39 caps. He's popped in with a couple of goals. I think he's going to be wanting to prove quite a lot of his doubters wrong. And he, you know, he's got a big job to do for the Netherlands. He is someone who had a lot of hype at one point and seemed to have be on everyone's lips and it sort of died off a little bit, whether that wrongly or rightly. But I feel a World Cup's a stage to shut people up, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And who would you put him in defence with then? Who's his partner? In partner, it's also a fellow countryman uh, in the way of Yuri and Timber. You know, he's got 10 caps. He stayed at Ajax in the summer despite big offers. I think that he's got something to prove. Again, it's going to be tough for him to get a game with Elite and uh, Virgil van Dijk as arguably Nellens starting centre-backs. But the one thing he's got, he can also play fullback as well. So it might get him some minutes on the pitch. If he gets those minutes, I'm confident he could impress. Completing your defence? I've gone for the man of the hour, too sweet to be sour, Diogo <laughs> Dallo. Man United legend, Portugal, 23 years old. Seven and... caps, two goals. I think, obviously, he is a legend because he's one of the most positive things happening at Man United. 
That's my back line. Okay, who's going in your midfield then? So I have gone for two centre mids and a centre attacking mid again. Starting off the centre mid, I have got the man, the myth, Jude Bellingham uh, for England. I tipped him to be one of the players of the tournament. He scored in the opening match. He could be great for England. What is it you like about Bellingham? Is it just the fact he's so young but plays with so much maturity? Because I guess that's a lot of things you hear pundits saying these days. There is that. He's also a bit fearless. He doesn't seem to let the occasion get the best of him. You know, he is so young at 19 years old. He's 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 still so young in terms of just football maturity and everything like that. But he plays a lot older than that. I look at him and I don't actually see him getting lost in the shuffle anywhere. He's got a big presence good character and what I love about him is that you just don't see him all over the press for any negative reasons in fact I've not actually heard a bad word said about him yet so I I think it's more his character for me but he is an absolute star ready to explode and I think it's going to be quite interesting watching the world see it and who's going to be partnering on this occasion are you going with two centre mids typical role and then the same as your yeah I am I've got um two or many for France I you know I've tipped France do really well this World Cup. I think they'll go quite far. It's it's really, really tough because there are so many promising central midfielders under the age of 23 wants to watch this World Cup. But based on our last podcast, you know, I've backed France to the hill. I will continue backing them. I've gone for Germany only because I think he's going to do a little bit more than Kamavinga will for France. So he's the reason why I've gone that with him. Wonderful. And in the other person in your midfield then? Because you've got a lot of talent here. Yeah, I've gone uh, maybe just a little bit more talent than Chiuameni and Jude Bellingham this time for the central attacking. I've gone Jamal Musiala for Germany, 19 years old. I think he has got everything to take the world by surprise. He's absolutely banging goals in for Bayern Munich. And I think this is... This could be his World Cup. I do feel a lot of people are going to be leaving this World Cup saying, have you seen Musiala? And his price tag is going to be in the hundreds of millions. Hundreds of millions, Jesus. Well, I mean, it's going to be more than 100 million. There is that. I mean, football, money, price tags, youth. It's a toxic combo, really. The younger exactly. they are, the better they are. The more likely to be a plus 100 million. But speaking of big money, is there any big money movers in your forward lineup then? I don't know about big money movers. There's some big talent there, but I don't know about big money movers. Starting out at right wing, I've gone for my guy, a guy I absolutely love. I love everything about him. I've gone... Bukayo Saka for Arsenal, England, obviously. He's only 21 years old. He proved at the Euros that he is world-class. I think he's just going to continue doing that. I tipped two players for England to really shine this World Cup in Jude Bellingham and Saka, and both scored in the opening game. What more could I ask for? I think Saka is the one to watch for England this World Cup. And who else have you got in your forward lineup then? Switching wings. I've gone for Vinny Jr. for Brazil. This was a tough one. There's been quite a bit of competition uh, in that front three line for for Brazil. I think Vinny Jr. is really going to be having a battle with Martinelli uh, on the left side, based on Martinelli's previous form for Arsenal. But I feel like... Vinny just has that extra level to him that could see him clinch it. And it once he gets that, I feel like he's going to be a, a dog with a bone. He's not going to give it up easily. And that's the reason why I've gone with him. I think he's going to surprise quite a few people. That's an interesting shout. And who rounds off your team then? Up front, I have gone for a man a lot of people aren't really overly familiar with. I've watched him for a few years. Absolutely love him. I've gone for Canada's Jonathan David. He's 22 years old. He's already bagged nine nine goals in 15 for Lille. International form, 35 caps, 22 goals. 
This man knows where the goal is and he can score. I think he is one of Canada's only real hopes of getting out of a tough group. Obviously, there's Alfonso Davis in the, in there as well. They would be the two the two real hopefuls. But going back to that group, you know, he's got Belgium, Croatia, Morocco. Tons of pressure to get out of that group. But pressure makes diamonds. And I feel like that's what we're going to see this World Cup with Jonathan David. That makes sense. Daniel, you've got a lot of talent. You've said a lot of names here. You've got a team of star boys. Can you just recap the team for the audience? Absolutely. So in between the sticks, I have got Diogo Costa, Portugal, sitting at left back. I've got Josko Gvardiol for Croatia. My two centre-backs are the Netherlands boys, the Delic and Timber. And sitting at right back, I've got Diogo Dallo. In the centre of the park, I've got Jude Bellingham, Chuameni, and Germany's Musiala. Uh, right wing, I've got my boy, Bukayo Seca. Uh, left wing, Vinicius Jr. for Brazil. And sitting up front, grabbing all the goals, Jonathan David. Beautiful. And if you think you can beat Daniel's team, do tweet us at BuzzFootball. Quiggy, now it's your time to give us your under-23XI. Take it away with your goalkeeper. Okay. Um, well, to start with, we're playing a 3-5-2 formation with a left back. In goal is Diogo Costa, the Portuguese keeper. He's been a good shot stopper this uh, past couple of seasons. And obviously, he's only quite young. So I think he deserves to be in there. Young keepers but, are rare at this World Cup. I mean, they're there, yeah. but they're, they're... It was very difficult to find a young goalkeeper. And then I was like, I know that keeper. He's young. There's a calibre level between him and then the yeah. other ones that are there. So, yeah. yeah. It's an understandable choice. Yeah. and then. Left back of my defensive three is Alfonso Davies of Canada. He's been obviously Canadian. It's the first, is it the first World Cup ever? Yeah. Or, so obviously there's a, there's a bit of hype around him and he's been a brilliant left back at Bayern Munich. And he was also great on Ultimate Team a few years ago. I love it. You're just like, Ultimate <laughs> Team, who's great? And then I've got two cent, two cent halves? No, sorry. Oh, no, I've got Canada played at a World Cup in 1986. Yeah. So sorry. I've got a left back, a centre half, and a right wing back. That is my defensive three. So there's not really much defending going on here. So my centre half is Dratinja Pavlovic um, of Serbia, a Wonderful. teammate of one of your favourite players, Alexander Mitrovic. Mitro, Mitro. And then Mitro playing at, well. at right wing back is another Portuguese player, Nuno Mendes, a former winger turned into a right wing back. So you're literally going very attacking here. He's now a winger term right wing back, Jesus Christ. Let's be honest, under-23s don't know how to defend apart from Sven Botman. Okay, sure. Okay. So now we'll go into midfield where we've got a midfield five. The first one, my pronunciation is going to be absolutely terrible, but it's it's Tuchemeni at France, the French midfielder. Obviously, he stepped into Casemiro's shoes at Real Madrid and he's, he's not done a bad job there, to be perfectly honest. Then playing alongside him, a player we mentioned on the last on the World Cup preview is Jamal Musiala of Germany, scoring goals for fun in the Bundesliga. I suppose you could kind of play him as an attacking option, like more advanced, but I've put him in midfield. And then with him, we have Tekfusa Kubo at Japan, once hailed as the Japanese Messi when he was at Barcelona's academy. He's had a few poor seasons. I believe he's at Real Sociedad now, where he's kind of sort of finding some form again. So I've put him in. Jude Bellingham. Don't really say much too much about poor Jude. He's doing a very good job in Bundesliga and obviously did for England a couple of days ago. And finally rounding off, we have Pedri of Spain. Um 72 games last was it last year? 72 games last season. Yeah, um, I think so. Well it was a it crossed over into seasons because it's 72. Yeah. <laughs> and he won like young footballer of the year and stuff like that. So yeah, he, he has to be and he hasn't played as much this year. I think he's had a couple of injuries, but he's going in there. And that's the midfield five. 
so you've got your midfield, you've got your defence, which I'm putting in air quotes. Who's, <laughs> who are you relying on for goals? To be fair, probably the defenders. Cody Gapper of the Netherlands, um, again, scored last night for the Dutch as of recording this. Um, World Cup debut goal. Yeah, very exciting young player. And alongside him, another exciting young player from Brazil, Vinicius Jr. Wow, I mean, I've never heard of him. He is the potential one to watch. It's insane that he's in the under-23s for you, in the sense that he's still only 20. It's quite strange. Um, So do you want me to recap that team? I would love you to recap that team, Squire. In goal, we have Diogo Costa, not Diego, Diogo Costa. In a defensive three, which isn't going to be very defensive, we've got Alfonso Davies, Strahinija Pavlovich. I'm so sorry for the pronunciation. And Nuno Mendes. In midfield, we've got Tushimeni, Pusiala, Tekfusa, Kobo, Jude Bellingham and Pedri. And then up front, Cody Gakpo and Vicinius Jr. Well, the one thing your team is going to be is exciting to watch if it was real. Don't it's know gonna about... be like It's going to be Kevin Keegan entertainer era. I feel like you've just insulted every defender's ever played for Kevin Keegan's <laughs> at Newcastle there because I think even they knew how to defend a little bit better than some <laughs> of the ones. But, you know, that is your under-23 team by Squiggy. If you think you can beat that or if you think anyone else's team is better if than you think Squiggy's... it's more defensively sound. Yeah, please feel free to tweet us at Buzz Football. If you think it's more defensively sound than probably the worst defensive team in the Premier League, then maybe. Who knows? Or the World Cup, depending on how this goes, because obviously a few teams have conceded quite a few already. Yeah. So there is that. Anyway, Squiggy, thanks for joining us. Good night. Good night. Football base! Not heard the latest about pooping prime ministers? What podcast have you been listening to? Because it definitely isn't the Totally Buzz podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and totallybuzz.co.uk. So what are you waiting for? Tune in now to hear all the latest news from around the web on the Totally Buzz podcast. The only place to be totes buzzed.